Hello and welcome to the latest Smart Cities World podcast here, this time brought to you in partnership with Hexagon. Our guest today is Hexagon's Kaylin Sims, CTO of their Safety and Infrastructure Division. And we're coming together today to talk about the role of collaboration in developing smart city strategies, primarily linking up those departments within city halls and using that collaborative power to enable city leaders to progress with their visions for smarter and more resilient cities. So, Kaylin, welcome along. It's great to have you with us. Before we jump in, um, it would be great just to get a quick introduction from from you as to who you are, your role at Hexagon and the ways in which the company and yourself are, are really working with cities to drive forward those strategies that are, that are really coming to define the sector. Sure thing, Luke, and uh, thanks for having me as a guest today. Just as a quick intro to myself, I've been with Hexagon for just going on 11 years now can't believe it's it's been that long. I came to Hexagon via an acquisition of a company that I founded back in 2000 called Denali Solutions. And at Denali, we developed software products for law enforcement, uh, primarily in the area of records management systems, field solutions, and advanced analytic systems. And so it, it had great synergies with the offerings of Hexagon. And so we were acquired by Hexagon in 2011. And since coming into the Hexagon family, I've held several roles. Um, the first, I'd say the first half of my tenure at Hexagon, I ran the public safety R&D center. So in that role, I was responsible for all of the products that we developed and implemented for our public safety customers. And those range from computer-aided dispatch to records management, field solutions, advanced analytics. And then for the past six years, I've held the role as CTO at Safety and Infrastructure. And in that role, I'm responsible for all of our existing products and supporting our customers with those products, but also for all new innovation. So it's it's critical that, you know, myself and my team always have an eye on the future and understand the trends of uh, technology as well as the demands of the industries in which we serve and to be planning for, you know, the next solutions that those industries are, are going to need. And really a big part of that has been uh, smart city has been driving you know, where we're, we're doing our innovation. And so that's, that's my role. Um, probably a number of you may not be familiar with Hexagon. And I sometimes struggle in, in trying to explain what Hexagon does because we, we really have a very large variety of solutions and customers spanning many, many different vertical markets. But if I had to express the mission in a single statement, it would be we're a global leader in digital reality solutions that are really empowering an autonomous, sustainable future by putting data to work. So I know that's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, put another way, it's, it's really our belief at Hexagon that achieving sustainability requires digital realities that really push the boundaries of automation towards autonomy. So a lot of what we do is towards autonomous solutions. And 
I know it sounds very lofty, but uh, Hexagon plays in, in many different industries and a large part of what I just said all go towards smarter, safer cities. Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really fascinating there is I think I think everyone listening can can recognize that the more automation of processes that we can we can muster in in our cities for for city leaders and and managers the more time those people are going to have to make the decisions that they need to make to provide better services and ultimately more livable more more resilient cities and it's not always about the technology itself but as we're going to come on to talk to the way that those people the ways that those teams and departments come together to kind of have a holistic view over over everything that that they need to to be able to make the decisions that are ultimately going to benefit citizens in in the most efficient and and effective way so we'll we'll start we'll start there and talk a bit about the the importance of that kind of collaboration across across city um city halls and councils in developing smarter city strategies and safer safer cities that are more efficient in their kind of daily operations in your experience with hexagon so far you know how important has that kind of collaboration been in actually helping these cities uh, achieve some of their goals yeah well collaboration is critical obviously and you're right it's not it's not just about the technologies although technology is a big part of it when organizations aren't collaborating effectively, they end up having very different views of the same situation. So I, I sometimes describe it as, you know, like a poker game. It's like you've got a deck of cards and every player's got a different hand and they're trying to, to guess maybe what the other players hold in order to make a decision of, you know, what they want to bet or, or what card they want to lay down. And that's not a way to make decisions, especially when we do have the ability to share information and share data. Um, There's so much data at the fingertips of our city leaders, but the, the hurdle does come in the large volumes of data and the velocity at which that data is coming into all these different city organizations. They need to be able to extract actionable intelligence from that data and you can't really make good decisions if you're extracting intelligence from siloed systems and not collaborating and sharing that intelligence. So yeah, absolutely, collaboration is key. Um, once we can, we have the ability for multiple organizations, whether they're public or private, to collaborate and aggregate their data and share intelligence and then coordinate action based on that intelligence, that's when we're gonna have smarter, safer cities. So collaboration is at the heart of it all, I agree. Yeah, for sure. It's it's not as though purchasing the latest latest solution is going to, to fix a problem in its own right, uh, especially if you don't have that view uh, across across departments and, and in some cases across, across different agencies dealing with different city services. And and that's what I wanted to, to come to next is is the role of that kind of intra and and interagency collaboration within cities ahead of actually procuring the solutions to ensure that what they get is truly what they and their communities and citizens need. 
Yeah, I, I think some smart city initiatives really never get past the planning stage because the scope is far too great and requires years to plan and design. So I guess what I'm saying is even when there is collaboration and there's consortiums and they decide, you know, they have smart, they need a smart city initiative and directives, sometimes the scope just becomes so large that it never really gets past the collaborative planning stage, even when they all agree to collaborate. So I tend to look at things a bit differently. So in other words, if there are solutions that can benefit a single organization and help them overcome their interagency silos, and then that organization can socialize the benefits of that solution to their neighbors and you know, so on and so on and let it evolve, I think we may see more strides made um, with some of the smart city initiatives. I mean, obviously there's still gonna need to be collaboration and memorandums of understanding between organizations, but the point is it doesn't all have to happen in one sweeping agreement and procurement. Each organization you know, can control and contract the solutions independently as long as those solutions are designed to enable collaboration and data integration. So some of our smart city initiatives are just getting stifled at the planning stage because the scope is too large. And that's, I think technology can change that. Absolutely, it can. And we are seeing that increasingly, I think. Um, But I think it's been, as you say, you know, sometimes the scope is too large. And I think cities have, in the past, had to learn that the, the hard way and become more incremental in their strategies in the way that they try to move things forwards. One of the things I was wondering while you were talking there was, you know, what you think the best way is to kind of establish those partnerships between departments to, to prevent those silos and overcome some of the, the bigger challenges in kind of creating that more collaborative atmosphere between departments. Do you think the key is in that more incremental planning uh, and not trying to bite off more than you can chew all, all at once? Yeah, I, I do think that's key because I I think that most leaders these days are already convinced there's a need for collaboration between organizations. I, I think years ago, maybe that was one of the the barriers. Um, but over the last couple of decades, I think there have been many efforts, you know, it's at least what I've seen in the public safety community, which is where most of my career has been in. But there's been many efforts to share data to solve crime and increase officer and citizen safety. Uh, just from a you know personal story, I can remember probably about, God, not to date myself, but probably at least 20 <laughs> years ago, I can remember sitting with a whole group of police chiefs in a region and technologists and trying to map out how they could share crime data across jurisdictional lines. So they were all in. I mean, there was not an issue of whether, you know, they wanted to collaborate or hold their data close to the vest. They just couldn't make it happen because the technology challenges, you know, the technology wasn't where it is today. And just the the costs of trying to develop all those um, data integration capabilities, it, it was just too much. So I think whether the conversation is around 
intra-agency collaboration between departments or inter-agency collaboration. I think the desire to collaborate is there much more than, than in the past, but the real issue is making the technical aspects of collaboration work. Um, that's where many collaboration projects, in my experience, fail, is when the time comes to integrate all the different systems. And um, in fact, if you look at uh, CIO trends and, and surveys, probably one of the one of the most common responses to the hurdles for collaboration projects, according to CIOs, is in integrating data from varied systems. So I think we've made great strides in the desire to collaborate. I think we now have to take advantage of all the technology at our hands to figure out how to make it easier and more cost effective. And as I said, to do it in an iterative approach, because when you try and look at a citywide data integration effort, I mean, just think of that. I mean, that that would take <laughs> years just to even put it down on paper what they're trying to do. So doing it iteratively, I believe, is the best approach. Yeah, absolutely. And I think within that, you see kind of some of the problems that can arise by not working collaboratively, whether that is internally between those departments and different agencies involved in that process and in those processes, um, or ultimately what it means for citizens and communities on, on the street, because it's not to overblow it at all, but in the most extreme examples, the the difference between getting this approach and this this work right could be the difference between life and death in some in some instances where we consider how important some of this safety work is to cities and safer streets. Yep, exactly. In terms of your experience and everything that you've you've seen in working, as you said, with with some of those departments and agencies in the past, you know, what's the best way to ensure that there is a more holistic approach and to bring those bring those departments together to be able to really see the full picture and act in a way which is not only in the best interest of, of the citizens and, and the city, uh, but also is ultimately cost effective and, and efficient in terms of the working processes there uh, and the ways that those teams collaborate and communicate. So I think in order for city leaders to, to foster collaboration and to offer solutions, um, they really, like I said, need to look at things in an iterative approach. They really, the message they need to portray is they need to offer or identify solutions where there's really mutual value to all the participants. I think that fostering an environment of collaboration is organizations really need to feel like they're equal contributors and participants. They don't want, you know, it's the team approach versus having a host agency say, dictate the rules of engagement. So that's, you know, we all, we've all know the values of team versus individuals, but I, I think agencies in the past, there's always been one agency spearheading it and taking control mm. and identifying the rules. And so 
with the iterative approach that I'm talking about, it doesn't, you know, there doesn't have to be a host agency. And, and that comes back to technology because you need to have technology that enables uh, participants to join when they're able to join, to fund it individually, not to have one big citywide procurement, you know, that, that funding needs to be identified. But if every participating agency is able to fund their own participation and to subscribe to a solution, then I think that fosters a more collaborative or teamwork approach. And I think we're, we're have a better chance of uh, organizations wanting to join and not wanting to be left out. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Now that's when it comes back around to technology, because in order to have a system where you can enable organizations to join when they're ready and to fund it themselves, it all, it really needs to be a service they can subscribe to. And that's where, again, the technology comes in because you, you've got to have a, a cloud-based managed service that it's very easy for organizations to become a part of, not have to do a lot of, um, not have to worry about building out infrastructure, not having to worry about an IT staff to manage it, but just being able to subscribe as a service and, and pay like a monthly service to be part of this collaborative effort. We need to make the entry, the barriers to entry as simple as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I've been wondering, uh, listening to, to you speak then is, you know, across all the different industries that the hexagon kind of works with across all those different sectors within, within smart cities. I mean, is there is there anywhere in particular that feels like this almost these barriers to, to collaboration are more pronounced than in others and where for city leaders there might be kind of easy wins in in where they can tweak the approach to to make processes and operations that much more efficient yeah um one one advantage we have uh, with Hexagon, as I mentioned at the beginning, is we're in so many different industries. So we're fortunate that, you know, this gives us a unique perspective of the pain points that are experienced by our customers in, in different industries. And some do have a little bit more difficult time with collaboration just because they have greater barriers. I, I haven't talked a lot about, I've talked a lot about technology and, and having to integrate data, but one of the barriers or challenges is really data ownership and all the rules around data sharing and privacy issues. So you asked what industry that could be really affected the most is, you know, public safety. There are a lot of issues around what data can be shared, what data shouldn't be shared, what can be shared to help first responders be completely equipped when they respond to an event, you know, especially an event that goes across jurisdictions or involves multiple, you know, fire, EMS, police across jurisdictions, there's always the worry of too much information being shared that could affect privacy issues or even safety issues. So it's really important for participating agencies to feel like they have complete control over their data. 
And what that means is there's got to be a solution that enables them to, to say what data they're able to share, under what circumstances they're able to share it, and with whom they can share each piece of data. And once organizations feel like they have that complete control and that a collaboration system is not trying to take over their systems of record, I think the willingness to um, participate more and more is increased. Um, I think, though, that we see in, in public safety, the the need to share is front and center because, I mean, just think about any major event that we see, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, mm-hmm. terrorist attacks. I mean, it's never just one responding agency that needs to come to the table I mean, it's all first responders, it's city government, it's, you know, it's transportation having to, you know, set up road closures and then the first responders knowing where those road closures are. So I always think in terms of public safety, because those type of events involve almost every city organization. Um, And I, I think that these collaborative solutions are going to get a lot of support from citizens because citizens see it as affecting their safety as well. So it's a good start, I think, in smart city initiatives and in building this iterative approach is to, you know, take a specific use case like public safety major event use case and to build out from there to gain acceptance, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Do you feel like it almost takes one of those kind of drastic examples of major events like you were talking about to really act as the driver to to break down those barriers? I hope not. Um, I think we (laughs) had, we've all seen enough examples where there wasn't collaboration or the Mm. ability to collaborate as effectively as, as we would like that. I think that we're at a place where agencies and city leaders see the value it's just a matter of of them knowing what to do next to to solve that problem. I, I I think we're past the point of of seeing the value. I think everybody understands the value. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, you would you would certainly hope so. Um, so I mean that that brings us onto onto the next point. And um, you know we've spoken about the the collaboration, the need for it, how to break down some of these barriers. Uh, and some of those use cases as well. Um, so, so finally, it would be good to understand from from your perspective, you know, where Hexagon really fits into this, and your role in promoting this kind of collaboration, and and how the work that you do as a company across all of those different sectors within a city, how that really helps to foster that collaborative kind of atmosphere within city departments, and and help them to to reach their goals. Yeah. So you know. We're a technology company, so our role is to develop solutions to help facilitate collaboration. And I already mentioned that we're fortunate that we do work across so many different industries. So we've got a unique perspective because it it does span um, many different use cases. And understanding these pain points is is really what's inspired us to develop what one of our products called Hexagon Connect, which is designed to provide this collaboration space that we've been talking about to enable um, data sharing and 
the ability for multiple agencies and organizations to coordinate action. And one of the unique things about being in the family of hexagon divisions is that we have a lot of cross-divisional synergies. So, for example, I talked about um, being able to integrate uh, scanners and um, that type of thing so that we can build a digital reality of the physical world. So imagine if you if there's a major event and now the, the users in a collaboration space are all being able to look at the same common operating picture depicted on a map showing 3D versions of buildings and um, infrastructure across the city. So we're able to take advantage of all the different um, technologies that Hexagon brings to the table and to, you know, really because we work in so many verticals, transportation, infrastructure, public safety, utility companies, we're able, those are all the same agencies that really need to come together during a major event or even day-to-day incidents. You know, you've got an accident that knocks out a power line and now they've got to close down the roads and, you know, any, it doesn't have to be a major crisis. Um, and in fact, I, that's one of the challenges I think also with, with smart, some smart city initiatives is they're designed for spinning up during a major event. Whereas I think the biggest need is just being to operate on day-to-day routine incidents that occur um, and not having to have one system for day-to-day monitoring and other systems to spin up during a major event. But uh, anyways, I think the, the role of Hexagon is to, to take all the technologies that we have developed across all the many different industries and to bring them together in not a, you know not a siloed system, and to make that part of our our smart city initiative. I'm not sure if that answered your question, but <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. And you know, I think it's really interesting that you know, I mean, it's it's, it's like like you're saying that I think transparency over over data and, and and operations is is so crucial to being able to react to like you say those everyday events in cities that in terms from a citizen's perspective you kind of take for granted how how easily they seem to be resolved but taking that to a a next level for for those in charge of those operations to make life to make life simpler uh on their end and make dealing with these incidents that much more effective that much quicker that much more cost effective there are there are so many different ways in which this kind of technology can can really benefit the citizens and communities in the city without them necessarily realizing it. I, th- I think it's that kind of hidden side to our our cities that that we don't necessarily see unless we talk in a in a forum like this. Yeah, Luke. I'll just I'll add also that you know technology companies like Hexagon are. Our role also is to continue pushing the envelope. You know, we're never Mm -hmm. really done. There's always more that can be done from a technology side and that's innovation and that's having, you know, R&D initiatives and some will fail and and some will prove to be um, beneficial to our communities. And so that's another role that Hexagon plays. I mean, we put a lot of resources into R&D and uh, you know, just to give an example, we've talked a lot about 
integrating all these different systems and sensors and devices from all these different agencies so they can collaborate, there, there's no possible way that all those volumes of data are going to be able to be used in any useful fashion in real time. I talked about that, being able to extract actual intelligence. So we're trying, we're using um, methods and assistive artificial intelligence, for example, to help sift through all that data and automatically bring to the surface important data that will help the decision makers, not make decisions for them, but to help them find the needle in the haystack, for example, that's going to help them pinpoint what that coordinated action needs to be. So just in terms of what is Hexagon's role, you asked, I mean, it's always to be continuously looking for new ways to help support safe cities. The job is never done. You know, we all know how quickly technology changes. So that is the challenge from my perspective as a CTO. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's the, the technology is changing so quickly and so are our cities and their situations as well. There's never been a time quite like, uh, quite like the present, I suppose. Yeah, and the citizen expectations, right? Citizen expectations are also always changing and they're expecting 100%. more out of, out of uh, technologists and city leaders and they want they want to have um, engagement. They want to be able to participate in the collaboration. So now not only is it integrating information from agencies and organizations, but it's also being able to take advantage of the eyes on, you know, Eyes on the street are citizens. They they play a very important role. So being able to have citizen engagement tools as part of this collaboration space is really critical. Yeah, 100%. They're the people living it every every day, right? right. So it's uh it's got to be got to be a, a core part of the of the strategy. Um I think I've probably taken up enough of your time for 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 one day. Um, but thank you very much indeed for for coming on and taking the time out to speak with me. Um, it's been excellent to to find out a bit more about Hexagon and also some of the ways that that you've worked with with cities and continue to work with cities to, like you say, break break down some of these barriers, find solutions to some, I think, probably fairly common problems. Um, that every city is is facing today and as we've just said you know they're changing all the time Um, and keeping on top of that is absolutely critical to make sure that smarter cities are not just some far-flung kind of vision of the future but part of our our everyday lives so thank you very much indeed for for taking the time out really appreciate it oh thank you I've, i've uh enjoyed being able to participate in the conversation appreciate the opportunity Thanks a lot. And thanks to everybody listening as well. Um, There is more information about Hexagon and Hexagon Connect in the episode description. So take a look there if you'd like to find out more. Uh, But for now, thanks for listening. Thanks to you, Kaylin, And I'm sure we'll see you on the next one.